about my story. Are you recording? All right, so we, God, I couldn't remember. Yesterday I was in my office. I'm, okay, I'm going to look at my lesson, you know, and, you know, and I went, I don't even remember where we left off, <laughs> but I think it was values. Well, we, I don't I think it was, I don't think I finished values. All right, but, but we, we might be able. So values, we, we, we talked about the pie, which it made me in the mood for pie that night. I had to go get an apple pie, you know. Yeah, you watched radio. We watched radio. radio, radio, you know. But has anybody ever noticed in here how your values change as you've gotten older or your life? Anybody got an example of you know? You just go ahead. Once I had a real job, I was like, now I can understand why people, like some people, you know, turn to this to drink. I can understand it. And it was like, well, it's not, I don't believe it will send you to hell. I do believe it can have very bad influences on you and cause you to do very bad things. But that, that was a huge change over time. Or even my... So that shattered your world? Yeah, because I looked at my parents as like the solid rock and foundation of my faith. They had taught me everything. So the importance of if you, if you declare something <laughs> of value, of actually living that value is very important. Yes. It is. It, it, I mean, it does, it does shatter your world a little bit, you know, when you think of, when you, you know, exposure to things have a way of changing. You know, I, I've told you guys, you know, I grew up kind of hard, you know, justice you know uh, well pick your, you know your own fault for break you know and then i started working with people who got in trouble with the law and found out a lot of their stories and i go you know still responsible for your choices but the way their life was set up they weren't given much opportunities to learn alternative ways you know you know about you know i think i told you a story about the boy you know just always get in trouble with the law but never met my dad my dad never had anything to do with my life I've never had a, a male figure in my life you know and he never had the you know sometimes you need a dad to kind of hit you on the side of the head and go what were you thinking <laughs> you know, just what were you thinking kid you know and he never had that and so it it it, it changes you know and, and remember OCD people have a problem with my little chart there because no pot no pieces is and, but that was on purpose. That was not just bad artwork on my, on my part. It was meant. It's still bad artwork, but it was the the size of the pieces. Um, I never would have been able to do a straight just circle and and stuff. But but that that's on purpose. You've not. How many of you ever noticed? You know, with kids when you've had kids, suddenly a lot of values change too. You know, you know, not not that they were bad in the past, but your values will change. As, you know, who I am at 54 now is not who I was at 24, value-wise. It wasn't mean my values at 24 were necessarily wrong or bad. It just changes, you know. Uh, yeah, wisdom, experience, very good. You know, that that's... Uh, 
yeah, we've been around the block a couple of times, you know, it just, I've been there, done that, man, you know, it's just. Well, I think one of the funny things is, is it, it, it maybe, you know, being parents and then being grandparents and, you know, suddenly my daughter and son-in-law has figured out how you really raise children. You know, that um, we've got the secrets to it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, like you, you just discovered something that you, no one's else ever, you know, yes, you know, well, this is how you do it. And there's always that new teaching that's out there and you're going, because we were discussing, we were at dinner the other night discussing something because, I, I watched Quinley for a little bit. We were taking Quinley from uh, down the street. We had, we were somewhere at the store, and it takes us about where we were. It takes us about one. No, we were at the restaurant on the square in Blue Ridge. We ate breakfast with her there, and we were going home, which takes us about one minute. And so I'm buckling her up. And I'm having trouble getting. They're, they're very complicated. That one last buckle. But she's buckled in. So I said, this is going to take a minute. Let's get, I mean, she's legal. She's everything. Now she's the daughter of an engineer, which even at not quite two, she knows that this is not right, you know. And so I just tell Faith, just drive, just drive, because we're wanting to get, I need to get home, you know. And so we get home, and of course that night we meet them for dinner, and Faith says, well, Papa only did, you know, didn't do that one last buckle. And they're like, Dad, that, I said, we stood up in the middle <laughs> just, you know and i slept in the back window <laughs> of the car and stuff they go well they you know they got the books they got the books now you know and it's just so funny how experience you know i just go we've got this you know and like you know they're, they're they're leaving the baby and they're like do we need to explain anything to you and i'm going boo <laughs> say what Yeah, if you're inside the car, you're safe. We survived. We survived without the little things you stick in the electrical sockets to blow. We survived without that and all the little cushions around. Although I do get worried when they barely walk in and they're by those corners of that. I do get worried about that, you know. But other than that, you know. And give them the cheese cheese puff balls. Dad, do you know the chemicals in that? I don't know. I'm building up her. I'm building up her uh, resistance if the our enemies send chemical warfare. You know, we're building up with all the chemicals and all the foods and stuff. We're building up our immunity. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway but i mean and and of course making the values meaningful to you and there and, and there need to be meaningful values i think christ you know our christianity and things you know the bible says work out your salvation your own salvation with fear and trembling a lot of times your values and you know that it, it's so funny to go to churches and watch people you know have this one value about what's important for church and they try to force it on other people who may have a different both are right you know god puts people in church having one emphasis and other people in the same church with another emphasis but we tend to fight each other you know but meaningful values but anyway we go back and we discovered you know a lot of times in counseling with people who are depressed they have zero values 
or they've gone away from their values. We, we call it incongruence. If you ever, I taught you a word today, incongruence. You know, it's when you say something, but you act differently from what you talk about. That's kind of like what shocked you was incongruence, you know. And so the important thing is, is living by what you say. And we've discovered people with depression, people who have low self-esteem, low self-worth. One of the things that we do work with them on is what do you value about life? And then when you find out what you do value, but how much investment do you put in that value? And it's, it's one thing to say you value something, but if you don't invest in it, you know, it's one, you know, when Faith and I first moved out to this area, well, not this area, the area we live in, uh, we were looking for a house and, uh, and we had to find a quick house, you know, because our house back in uh, Alito Willow Park area had sold quicker than what we thought it would. We didn't have a place yet, so we were going to find a rental place before we bought a house. And we found this one guy, uh, really nice two-story, old kind of white Victorian-style type house that was really a good price for rental, and he really wanted us to rent it. And we had our kids were really young at the time, and right next to it was this garage barn thing that looked like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> I mean, it it looked like it was about to go over, you know. And of course, Mama just that's where my kids are gonna be playing. You know, I mean, it looked like it's just thing and it's going to fall over. And it's old wood and there's boards in it and there's spiders and snakes in it and stuff. And, you know, Faith goes, well, I like the house, but I'm scared of that. I'm, I mean, kids, you know, Andrew at that time was just going into everything, you know. And he goes, well, I hate to tear that down. I know I should tear it down, but that, that my granddaddy built that. And that just means a lot to me. Now, in terms of our lives, I said, well, if it, you value that much, why didn't you take care of it more? <laughs> you know, I just, you know, it, 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 I value, you know, in fact, in Blue Ridge, was on, when I was on city council, there, on our square, we have the old grocery store, and the people own it, but it's empty, and they're trying to sell it, so if we, we're rebuilding our, our, our town square up and revitalizing it. And no one will buy the grocery store. And they want this a huge, they put a lot of value into it because the people who own it, their granddaddy built it. Something about granddaddies. Grand, their granddaddy built that grocery store. And they've got it way overpriced. And they've got a bunch of rules what you can't change about it. Now, the roof has fallen in. It is, it's, it's not even up to code. <laughs> you know, it's, it, the windows are all busted. It's rain damage. It is something. And I remember talking, you know, I was on city, and the, the, the granddaughter came up. She said, well, I just, I just don't want to see anything change about it. My granddaddy built it, and I don't want it to be used anything else but a grocery. No, no one's going to use it for a grocery store anymore because it's not the way grocery stores are. We've got a nice modern grocery store, and believe it or not, in Blue Ridge. We do have a modern grocery store in Blue Ridge. And we go come to Blue Ridge, and you'll see our modern. It's modern for Blue Yeah, Brands comes as a nice grocery store uh, 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 but hey 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 I'll fight you over it. we got a, we got a dollar general we <laughs> we got a dollar general man we got a dollar we got a whiskey stop we got the whiskey stop <laughs> but anyway um, we got connect life counseling no anyway um, and it was kind of like if you value if it was that valuable to you 
you show how much value you have to it if you put something into it you take care of it you know it's it's you know faith has a uh the china's not the china but what you put the china in there you go uh, <laughs> given to her by her grandmother and she values it because it was her grandmother's and she takes care of it she makes sure it's polished she makes sure it's taken care of. and it's very old too you know so she values it but she shows her value about it by the way she takes care of it and i think even with our meaningful values that we put in our life if we say we value something if you value your family if you say you value your family you're going to invest time in your family you know if you value your marriage you're going to invest time in your marriage and 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 make it the best marriage you can if you inv- if you say i value ch-, you know a lot of people say i value church but then they don't come you know it, it's it's an amazing and you know i learned that because when i was in bible college uh you know I, I grew up in church every sunday i was in church you know every sunday morning sunday night wednesday night we were in church and then revivals you were there every night you know, and you just kind of take it for granted. Well, then I go off to Bible college and then in Bible college, you get a job at a department store and at the department store, sometimes you have to work Sundays. And all of a sudden, you know, you work a lot of Sundays and all of a sudden you go, I can't go to church today. You know how much I took it for granted all the years I had the freedom to go and, you know, and then suddenly I couldn't go and it stunk. You know, and it's like, oh, my goodness. And then so many people don't realize how much they're missing out. You know, they take for granted their values. And so I think meaningful values are only as valuable as much meaning you actually put into them. If you don't put a lot of meaning to them, apparently it's not all that important. We were watching. This just popped in my head, and this may be very inappropriate for this Sunday school. But I don't know. You brought up farting. So uh, <laughs> we were watching Naked and Afraid. Anybody ever watch Naked and Afraid? They pixel everything out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and this girl at the beginning, it was, a, it was a guy and a I don't know why they have to be naked, though. I don't know why they have to be naked. It's bad enough to have loincloth. But anyway, we were watching it, and the girl at the beginning, we, they always pick two people that are going to be opposite of each other. And the guy was just this demonstrative, I kill him, a hunter. And they match him up with a girl who does not kill. You know, she said, just, I respect nature. He says, well, whatever. He says, I, I, I want wherever we camp and wherever we do that it does not disturb the local wildlife, blah, blah, blah. And they're walking across. And I don't know if you guys ever watched Naked and Afraid. They're naked. And they have nothing. They give them one item. But you're, one of the first things is find shelter. And they lucked out within, like, an hour or two of walking, they come across a cave. And they're perfect. I mean, it's not that deep cave. It's just kind of like a cave in the rock a little bit to where it covers you. That's perfect, you know. And he's looking in there, and but under there's like two levels to the cave, but underneath it is a bunch of webs and eggs of black widow spiders. And she goes, but this is perfect for us. He goes, well, I can fix this in one second. You know, they had a fire start. We, I, I can either take a just kill him with a stick or I can burn everything out. No, I don't want to disturb them. And we can just going to have to live with them. And I mean, it was her value. Well, he goes for the sake of peace. We'll see what we can do. And so they spend a couple nights 
<laughs> and then she gets zero sleep because she's scared of those spiders. And in fact, one night she goes, something's underneath me. And she looks up, and she goes, there's a scorpion underneath her head. And she says, I want you to kill everything. <laughs> you know, so the next day, he I mean, he kills everything. Apparently, that wasn't strong enough value for her. Because a meaningful value, that's your value. You'll even sacrifice comfort if it's your value. You know, a person whose value is honesty, sometimes it's easy to cheat and steal. But they're not going to, you know, you know, when you have a cash register in front of you and you work there, it's easy to take a couple dollars. I don't know now, but back then, you know, it was always made when I worked at JCPenney's, the people who were thieves were not smart thieves. They would take like $100 out, and that's easy to catch. You know, if you were doing anything, you're going to take out just a little bit at a time because, you know, the till is always off a dollar or two or whatever. But, the, you know, one guy got caught. He was taking out like $200 a night. Anyway. But your value, you know, yeah, it's easy to take this cash, but my value, I, I need the money, I'm short, but I, your values truly got meaning, you're not going to do it because your value is important to you, even to the point that it's not going to make your life as easy. Sometimes it, it is tough making the right decisions, but with our values, and there's something about value giving you purpose for your life that helps you with depression. When you have something you value outside of yourself, it helps you in your daily living. A person who only lives for themselves is a very sad person eventually because we're always making ourselves all sad. We're, we're the worst people in the world. <laughs> I love me, you know, and, you know, it, 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 we just discover people without values, they tend to isolate themselves. They have no concern for people outside, you know, uh, outside of themselves. And so they're more apt to become uh, depressed or angry or there's just something about when you have, you know, Christ is my value. Of course, we're, we're church. We have to say that, you know, but I mean, yeah, it, it's true. I mean, Christ is our value. Church is our value. My family, my spouse, my friends, you know, my working hard, you know, showing up to job and putting in a good day's work, you know, you know, you know, I put value in, you know, someone saying, hey, this is what I do for my, you know, you make you make uh, dilly dads, you know, and I want my, when my dilly dads go out to the public. I want them to know that I made that and I did the best job of making those dilly dads that I could. That's, that's a meaningful value, putting pride. There's, there, that's good because it gives your life purpose. And just the person who goes, I just do that. Those aren't happy people. And I think there's a correlation between happiness and meaningful values having in your life that you live by uh, is good for our 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 head and our heart and our life anybody want to add anything to this because we're gonna go to the childhood trauma <laughs> or what tell me about it. what's your thoughts on that because we might be here a while not not today but i mean on this topic for a little bit Why don't they just push, pull themselves up by their bootstraps? Get over it. I think a lot of them don't think they're broken, and they think everybody else. They need to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I just. <laughs>
they don't have a clue as to where the first clue would be. It's like they, it's like they're blind with sunglasses on. Well, the one thing I want to go into, you know, why is this under connections? Being connect, how, being connected to your trauma, and, and 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 really, to be quite honest with you, it doesn't even have to be childhood trauma. It could be adult trauma that you know that you've had in the past. So, to be fair, but what do we mean by connecting to trauma? Why is it important to be connect? Don't you want to get your connect trauma out of the way? Anybody can explain maybe why I put this on the list or why it's on the list. You said something really interesting. You said trying to get it out of you. And that's, here's the thing, and the reason why this is on the list of why you need to connect with it, it's always going to be there. People come to counseling. Now, people come to counseling and say, well, I want to get this out of my life. <laughs> no. You want to control it. You want to overcome it. And it's one of the most horrible things to do to relive it. But once again, the more we try to avoid it, the more broken we become. And there is no such thing as getting over it. You deal with it. You overcome it. But this thought of, you know, and, and people are different. There are some resilient people out there. Yeah, this happened to me. And, I'm, I, and usually it's because they had good coping skills they had good parents that helped them deal with it at the time that you know they had the resources get and the tools given to them as a child to deal with it to overcome it to handle it but not all of us are doing that and some of us are great at stuffing it oh you just triggered me <laughs> oh god yeah it is because An ongoing. why we have it up on this connection because if you don't connect with it and and connecting with it doesn't mean you love it connecting means with you you recognize it you watch for the what it did to you and learn from it but understand it affects every relationship going forward in your life if you don't understand it and if you don't deal with it it is going to hurt marriage and child relationships and and things like that it, it, it's just, and remember, what's our basic foundational teaching? Satan is here to destroy relationships. And unfortunately, he uses trauma to destroy the individual and then destroy every relationship he has going forward. I mean, there is a multi-level 
theory that Satan is going, I said, I destroy them. And then by destroying them or hurting them, they hurt every relationship going. And it's a multitude of levels of destruction that Satan is planning here. That's why it's important. And that's why, you know, when people come to me and it always, you know, I get, you know, you're just trying to find trauma in my life. I said, well, I need to know. And I, I you know, cause recently had, you know, I, I've been seeing this one girl for a while. Uh, face understands we're dating we're dating yeah no, no, it's, uh, as it was coming out of my mouth it sounded really bad as a client yeah just uh, you know dating and you know it's just what's anyway <laughs> uh, it it was one of these things of um she comes and she's having these breakdowns she's crying for no reason she's almost kind of having those phase outs that i talk about sometimes and i said did anything happen and she goes, no, I can't, I don't know. I said, all right, and my job is I back off then. And then we just have some sessions and stuff. Six months in, she says, session, need a session, need a session. And I'm going, all right, and she comes in, she goes, all of a sudden I remembered. And she had a, you know, I, this traumatic event happened to me, and it was a traumatic event. And I said, is this something? She said, you know, it's a weird thing. It's hard to explain. I knew it happened, but I didn't know it happened. So this is not something you put in, you know, because like I like people accuse us of putting false memories. She goes, she goes, no, 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 it happened. I, I just, it's just like I shut a door on that because I didn't want to deal with it. And then suddenly one day she says, I'm processing. I'm doing everything. I'm doing your homework that you've given me. And then all of a sudden I remembered that did happen and suddenly the door opens up it's just the reality of it hit her and there are traumas and understand there is no definition of what an appropriate trauma is for everybody because there are things that happen to some people that go didn't bother me and other people it's devastating remember my little story about the second grade teacher throwing me up against the wall everybody did i tell that story in here Yeah, yeah, it was during silent time. Miss Parker, the devil's spawn of a teacher. <laughs> she comes, yeah, she was the music teacher who was very flamboyant. You know, sometimes they're flamboyant. And it seemed like, and notice how we viewed, I'll use this as an example. Notice how we, our stories, we put a lot of color into it. Because, like, if I went back to this elementary school, that cafeteria was probably just a tiny little cafeteria, but to a second grader, it was a cathedral. And it was silent time to where, you know, they rang the bell and you're supposed to be quiet for like a minute. And the kid had my lunchbox under his shirt and I was trying to get my lunchbox. And Miss Parker, who was like 5,000 years old, just a minute, she said, I wonder why she's screaming so much. Next thing I know, she now miss parker would have been fired today for doing this but this was back in like 1971 or 72. she grabs me by my shirt and lifts me up by that way and we were near the wall and she throws me against the wall now i'm not even because my friends that i had back then they remind they, yeah we remember when miss parker threw you against the wall and just threw me against the wall and then she comes home, she grabs my shirt. Why were you talking? I, I said, 
Well, I always hate when people ask you a question and when you start to answer, they tell you to be quiet. <laughs> it was one of those. Why did you do that? No, you don't. You don't talk to me like that. You know, like, you know and her spits hit. But you remember these vivid memories. I remember her little spittle as she's screaming at me is coming out. And I'm thinking everybody's just like, there is like 10,000 people in that cafeteria watching me and stuff. And I'm just like, and she keeps, and she keeps grabbing my face and doing this. You know, and I find out that's happened to my grandbaby or my kid. I'm like, <laughs> you know, you know, but anyway. And so she turns me around. She goes, yells at the other kid. And I, that, that, I remember the teacher's aide that was in charge of coming to get us. I remember she must have thought, so, as an adult, you're looking back and you're figuring stuff out. That teacher's aide was like, Clay, are you okay? You know, cause like you kind of get this feeling like she knew that was in a, I mean, I hit that wall. And what's so weird is I took, I took shame and guilt on myself on that. And understanding, like, I go home, I don't want, I, every time the phone rang, I thought it was Miss Parker calling my mom to tell her what I did. Now, my brother had worse things happen to him than that at school. Didn't phase him a bit. But me, it, it made me very scared i i was the most compliant i mean i feared getting in trouble see i mean it just i just hate conflict i hate you know it it really and it's amazing how you know christina my oldest had to sign the book one time in school you know you were signing the book you know she was sit, standing next to a group of girls that were talking teacher said be quiet they weren't quiet and she made it all come over and sign christina you and christina was just standing next to them and that's christina she tells me that i wasn't doing it that was Christina. I believed her because she was, she's like me, compliant. And she was crying about, I had to sign the book. She's never signed the book before. She's crying. I go, it's okay. She goes, but it's going to go on my permanent record. And like that. And then Emily, our middle, she goes, Christina, I sign the book all the time. <laughs> Which is true. I mean, just, I don't know. It, it, Emily was the top that went it. I might as well just sign the book today. <laughs> I feel very, I have to get it over with. Anybody ever see Suicide Squad where uh, Harley Quinn goes, the guy goes, if you are, if you vex me, you're going to die. And she goes, excuse me, I'm known for being quite vexing. <laughs> That's Emily. I, I just, she gets to know the teacher. I talk a lot. <laughs> so anyway, but it affects us. And it affects our relationships. Faith is the type that she doesn't care about getting in trouble. She was the one that was always signing the book. After that, I just, just, I just, I, I shut down. And even my parents noticed how much I shut down. You know, I'd finally tell my parents a couple years later after, I'm sure she, Miss Parker's dead. She's <laughs> teaching music in hell right now or something. <laughs> yeah, it just, but I mean, it just, uh, I know. <laughs> I mentioned it to my therapist. I mentioned it to my therapist. Uh, I think the biggest insight that this one had is I think we all know, but we don't like think about it and realize it, is that our brains are hardwired to remember negative experiences. You take a Polaroid picture when you take an event with a strong emotional attachment, it takes a picture and it sticks there. reason that you're acting the way you are 
I think what a lot of people do is they repress the emotional part of it so it doesn't take the picture and they don't remember it then. But then it's stuffed. You get numb. You go numb. And, and now we're getting really deep here. A reason why a lot of people cut is because they've repressed the memories. And the subconscious will not be ignored. And it goes, and so they, I've got to feel. Because in order to not remember those events, you've got to suppress your emotions, which God never intended us to do. And it comes out to where I, numb, 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 numb. And so I cut myself. Two, two reasons why people cut themselves. Either they're numb and they want to feel, or they're in so much pain, they want the distraction of something else painful to go away from this pain. Uh, and it is when you, tr when you repress, this is the reason why in therapy we talk, you know, you just pay someone to talk to. Yes, because it's your subconscious getting the voice that it's wanting. Dude, that person hurt me. And this is how it feels. And you're, you're, you're kind of vomiting it out because if you repress it, it gets like rotten garbage inside of you. And it's, it, it causes you to psychologically stink in there and deal with it. And then all of a sudden it just messes up your life when you, but then, but when you take the picture, it's so much, I, I don't remember so many other days in second grade, but I remember that day because there's an emotional attachment to that event and it, your brain takes, God created our brains so spectacularly and our brains are meant to protect us. Remember I told you about the woman with the multiple personalities. Your brain says, you can't take this at this age. So therefore, this is how I choose to protect you. We're going to stick it in this box right near now, but we're going to have to deal with it in a few years. And because you're not old enough to deal with it yet or the multiple personalities. You know, I told you the woman that I see that has multiple personality all about a childhood trauma to where she was not ready to deal with it. And she goes, the brain goes, you can't handle this because a kid, a, a two-year-old doesn't have coping skills. There's no coping skills they've been taught. They're two. So the brain says, we're going to create this personality for you. This is the one that's going to get the abuse. And it's just, you know, to where she suddenly go, yeah, uh, uh, you know, uh, Marie is the girl that took my abuse for me when I was two. So I wouldn't have to psychologically. Go ahead. So people that get multiple personalities from traumatic events, do, do they have a chance of erasing those personalities if they deal with things, or are they like that The personality, I typically would, through our research, personalities tend to, they diminish, but they don't necessarily go away. A lot of them don't want them to go away. Because the thing that we hear from people, multiple, I'm so used to it, to lose my personality is like cutting off an arm. Now, remember, we're not talking demonic person. We're not talking about demonic possession. The demons are to destroy the host. These multiple are you. It's still you, but it's to protect you. You know, when, you know, the woman on the YouTube video that I told you guys about, hers was like one of them, Rusty, was the one that picked which person got the abuse.